Yeah, here we go. Uh, it is session 155 of the Scarper Shoals campaign. Once upon a time, the Order of the Violet Dawn entered the Feywild in order to deliver a mysterious pouch from Ivory, the leader of the Swan Maze, to Princess Nandina of the Evergreen Court. After traveling past wonders and mysteries untold, literally because they just skipped right past him, they arrived at the gates of the Evergreen Palace. There, they convinced the giant guardian at the door to let them in by telling him that the carved wooden rose, animated by Avaloki's magic, was there to woo the Princess Nandina. Let's find out what happened next. So, I'm going to share a map with you guys. And... Charlie, this is going to your Angel's Gmail account. So you, the space beyond the gates is a vast meadow more than 200 feet long and 150 feet wide, circled with immense redwood trees and bounded by thickets of holly, yew, and juniper growing so thickly as to present walls. Gaps to either side permit passage to other parts of the palace. The scent of pine is thick in the air. The ground is covered in pine needles, making a fragrant carpet underfoot. At the far end of the meadow stand two enormous wooden thrones ten feet wide, their backs 30 feet high. Sprays of stiff green leaves sprout from the one on the left, while white flowers bloom on the other. In front of the thrones is a 10-foot-tall, thickly-built treant with a bushy beard of leaves holding a long staff. He thumps the ground and says in Sylvan, All present do reverence to King Laurel and Queen Magnolia, sovereigns of the Evergreen Court. And I will show you, I will put in the chat a picture of the, uh, our, our, our herald. It's Evergreen Palace. I'm pretty sure I shared it to you, but, oh, you know what? Yeah, for some reason, I always have to type yours in. I can't just click it from the list. I don't know why. Anyways... Uh, uh, and and there's and you should have Count Live Oak in your in the chat. Oh, that's, that's the token. Hold on. Let me give you a better one. Hmm. 
There we go. Yes. And yes, he does have that little blue beard, bluebird uh, uh, on his shoulder. <laughs> it's from Song of the South. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> So, the triant stumps forward and says, that means bow. <laughs> uh... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you make a bow that's that is that you believe is culturally appropriate, and uh, and he accepts it. Um, there is a swirl of leaves, and the thrones are suddenly occupied. On the left is a roundish fellow crowned with laurels, dressed in a fine doublet of deep green. On the right is a similarly built lady crowned with white flowers, dressed in a long white gown that shades to a deep pink with a green collar. Both of them seem to be around six feet tall. The, the herald says, Herein opens the court of King Laurel and Queen Magnolia. You may rise. And and approach the throne. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's correct. Well, this is this is a, a, a some kind of throne room. That is for certain. Is uh, is in fact Sierra still a giant eagle? It... Right, and I've got the wrong token here. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you, you certainly can. Yes. Okay. 
Interesting. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. King Laurel says, we welcome you, Rosie of the Carved Wood, and entourage to our court. Our gate warden says that you have business before the court. Pray speak. Well, that's all very nice, but we do not allow any happening by creature to woo the Princess Nandina. There are tests to be passed. And the first one is to ask why Rosie of the Carved Wood does not speak for themselves. Uh, make an insight check, by the way. <laughs> well, he's not being particularly opaque about it. He absolutely can see exactly what's going on here. And is making and is looking Avaloki directly in the eye as he says this. Uh, or, or, That, I'll make another insight check. Okay. He is, he is playing according to the rules of a game that he's not in charge of. A broader magic is at work having to do with just the way the Feywild works. And... Um, and, uh, yeah, a lie would be definitely a, a bad play in this game. Um, 
Yes. Right. So, but, <laughs> but he is, he is, in, he is entirely allowed to put obstacles in the way of the hero on, on their way to wooing the princess. Yeah, or at least chooses to play along because there's other, other considerations in 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 play. Well, at least one of the tests will require abilities that your servant does not currently appear to be capable of. So, um, well, let that, that is that is a. Possibility, but the tests are intended to judge the quality of the suitor, and I am inclined that in order to determine the quality of the suitor, certain Disabilities may need to be transcended, such as the power of speech. So, given that Rosie is your servant, would you be offended if I were to grant those abilities that are lacking? Count Live Oak, would you please do the honors? And Count Live Oak casts True Polymorph on Rosie, transforming them into a awakened shrub. <laughs> uh, let me see if I if my if I I'm having again this problem of of being on my new computer and old computer uh, didn't have and ha has files that I need and yes I have it I have it I have it so here is a picture of Rosie 
post-transformation um, and, uh, and now a token <laughs> Roses tend not to be ta all that flexible. <laughs> Excuse me. The spell, she is no longer a valid target of the spell because she's not an object. She's not a creature. Yes. 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 However, she gives... Yes, but she does turn and give you a wink and a nod and a finger alongside her nose to show you that she does in fact know what's going on. And uh, she, she curtsies uh, somewhat clumsily because her dex is only eight uh, to Count Live Oak and says, thank you very much, your, 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 your uh, magnitude, sir. <laughs> so like <laughs> now with that bit of business out of the way says king laurel we come to the first test he says First, you must wrestle Lord Sequoia into submission. And the giant from the gates steps into the court and bows and uh, says, and then King Laurel says, you may have one hour to prepare. After which time, if you are not present for the contest, you will be judged to have forfeited. Count Live Oak, would you please keep the time? He gestures to the Herald, who produces an hourglass and turns it over. Weirder things have happened. <laughs> well, not in my memory anyways, but, you know, I just assume they happened because here we are.
well, I remembered when you woke me up, and I remembered riding on your shoulder, and the idea of wooing a princess just seemed so incredibly awesome uh, that I'm uh, all for it. Let's go. Um, I haven't the foggiest idea how I'm going to wrestle that big guy, though. I mean, he could squash me like a bug. <laughs> I, I, I would have to fly. Uh, by the way, King Laurel and Queen Magnolia uh, exit the throne room uh, in the same swirl of leaves that they entered with, uh, while while the uh, while the time is is waited for. Um. <laughs> make Rosie from small size to medium. <laughs> she's about, she's about, she's about three foot, she's the size of a rose bush. She's about three foot tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She has she has thorns. Yes, she has she has little one-inch high thorns that stick out of her body in various irregular places. Yes, Alyssa is, is there. She's uh, she's kind of flitting about, um, and uh, to submission. <laughs> Alyssum says <laughs> Alyssum says funny you should mention talking to him because I happen to know that Lord Sequoia 
has a sweetheart. Her name is Ayaren, and she's a storm giant, and she lives in the Feywild. And he can't see her much because he's always on guard here. Furthermore, I also know what the second test is. The second test is to drink Dame Yu's nighttime tea and then stay awake all night for Lord, Lord Sequoia's vigil. So that if you can get past Lord Sequoia, he would have time off from being on gate duty. Well, throw it might be a bit strong, but because he's a very honorable gentleman and he won't want to, um, well, he won't want to just fall over. Yes, well, Anyways, a few pieces of information I thought you might like to know. <laughs> well, you... himself against a whole tribe of orcs completely naked. I mean... <laughs> Lord Sequoia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're gonna walk over to Lord Sequoia, um, Sierra and Sierra and uh, and uh, 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 and Rosie are having some sparring matches to get her, get her, get some kind of uh, get some kind of uh, moves. Uh, how about Mogalad and Avaloki? What are you guys doing?
Okay, I'll write that. Hey, scratch that line off my notes. You've already used it up. Okay. Count Live Oak is not like listening to your conversation, but he is in the room and he is watching you. So if you want to slip away, you'll need some kind of cover. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He is standing. He is standing just at the gates, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and he's um, he's actually spending a lot of time looking over his shoulder because he's he's still kind of supposed to be on guard, uh, so he's not paying a lot of attention to what's going on. But if you walk up to him to talk, he will. He's available. Are those both concentration spells? Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, well then we're gonna do this kind of round by round. Um, and, uh, but before that happens, I wanna hear what, um, but, but um, uh, okay, is uh, Florin going to go talk to Lord Sequoia while this is happening or is he waiting for the, okay, okay.
Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, uh, Sola, make a stealth check with advantage. Um, because your feet do disturb the pine needles on the floor as you move. <clears throat> oh, which which way are you going? You're going east or going west? Oh, you do. Uh, re re reload it because I, it should be it should be gone. So. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, make a stealth check with advantage. <laughs> a six with advantage. Okay. Well, so this spray of pine needles goes as you shuffle out of the out of the court uh, and into a what appears to be. <laughs> Um, and Count Live Oak, Count Live Oak looks at Avaloki and gives a big, broad wink. Um, <laughs> and she, she goes into what looks like a dining hall. There are big chairs around a big table. The table's about eight feet in the air. Uh, the chairs are maybe 10 or 12 feet tall, definitely made for these tree-sized people. And there is a gnarled uh, woody creature. Um, she might be a treant, except she's a little too small. Um, uh, hunched over, carrying a staff and a teapot. Uh, make another stealth check as you go in there. You are still with advantage. You're still invisible. Yeah. Okay. She does not seem to have noticed you. Um, that's, that's round one of 10 rounds for you to, uh, to do things. What's your next, what's your next move? There are two. There are two. Uh, two ways back through the through the bushes. She's just come out of one of them. Okay, I assume you are you are hustling as well as you can with stealth here. So ten, twenty, thirty, sixty, and you look back that way. And there is a little kitchen. And there is a table off to your left with various sized chairs at it. Um, 
and uh, there's three more teapots sitting on it with, uh, with um, uh, 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 little tea cozies over them, uh, knitted out of uh, what looks like it might be jute, and a cauldron bubbling away on the, uh, on the, uh, over a fire in the, uh, in the, in the fireplace. The fire is, uh, these blue flames that seem to be coming from a pile of crystals in the bottom of the, of the, uh, of the, of the uh, fireplace. You certainly wouldn't expect them to be burning wood. Um, and there is a distinctly herbal smell about the place. Yes. Yes. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay, uh, so it takes you another round to cross this room, that's three, and two rounds to cross the um, palace, so that's four and five, and you find yourself in a garden. Uh, there's all kinds of low shrubs with berries on them, and uh, 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 little uh, conical trees, topiaries, all kinds of things done with evergreens of various sorts, um, and uh, and and three ways out of this um, out of this uh, uh, chamber. <laughs> okay takes you around to cross the area and you find yourself in a corridor with two more ways out of it south okay you pass through a curtain of vines. Uh, this is your seventh round. And this area is clearly King, uh, King, uh, King Laurel and Queen Magnolia's private chamber. Uh, there is, uh, it is uh, decorated in Laurel and Magnolia colors. There's um, various trophies of hunts. Uh, hanging from tree branches and that sort of thing. Um, clearly, and there's nobody here. <laughs> okay, this is your eighth round. Um, and you find yourself in what is clearly a princess's private chamber. And Princess Nandina is here along with her governess. Um, uh, uh, and um, uh, the princess is sitting at a dressing table 
Um, uh, she's she's uh, similar to Queen Magnolia and King King Laurel. Um, kind of embodies her plant, and so she's her head is adorned with these sprays of little white berries, um, and she is dressed in a pretty green dress, and her um, her governess appears to be a treant. Um, uh, and sh the treant is, uh, is, uh, holding up a, um, uh, uh has a, uh, a, a, a brush and a comb in her gnarled hands and say, and is saying, now, princess, don't you worry. I'm sure the king will find you a fine prince to marry. And she says, I don't want to marry a prince. I want to go and have adventures. I want to go and do things. Being a princess is boring. That's, that's round eight. What are you, what are you doing? Um, uh, there is a, yes, there is a chest, um, right nearby uh, it is closed but not la latched, and with a successful stealth check, you could slip inside without being seen or heard. What'd you get? A ten? Okay. As you are climbing into the box, the governess turns around and says, There's someone here. I heard that box close. And the princess Nandina says, Might it be a prince sneaking into my bedchamber late at night? And it's like, she says, No, because it's not nighttime. It's never nighttime! It's never nighttime. Nighttime is when interesting things happen. So of course it's never nighttime. It's like we are not in the favor of the court of the of the night court, so they don't extend their their blessings to us. I know it's so boring. Yes, and the 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 the, the, the lid of the box opens up, and the treant governess is looking down at you. Um, and and peering at the uh, at the contents of the chest, and she doesn't see you because you're still invisible for round nine, but she is reaching down to try and find you in there. So I want you to make an either acrobatics or athletics check to avoid the grapple attempt that she is making. <laughs> and uh, she rolled a natural twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so she <laughs> That's something about what's happened because tree ants are huge creatures. I mean, they're 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 uh, 15, 20, 25 feet tall. So 
Her hand completely encompasses your torso, and she picks you up and and uh, and just holds on tight. I don't think you're going to be able to wiggle out in the time before you turn visible, but give it a chance. See if you can break her grapple. Well, you can roll. You can roll acrobatics to to, to slither out, but I rolled an eighteen, so chances are not good. Even though she's an old, feeble tree ant, she's still a tree ant. So, uh, so just about then, you you turn visible and says, "Ooh, look what we have!" And and uh, Nandina bounces over. Um, and and says, don't 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 tell my father, please please please, let let her tell tell her why, tell us why she's here. And the governess says, you know that my loyalty is first to your parents. I have to bring her back for justice. And and Princess Nandino kind of walks and stands in front of her and says, if you love me even a little, you'll at least let her talk. What do you what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, delivery! You have a present? Uh, the governess is like, I don't think that would be appropriate. You'd better give that to me. Uh, what are you doing? You are you are not restrained. You are grappled. They've got hold of you, but your arms and legs are free. And, and Princess Nindy bounces again and claps and, and holds out her hands. And and the and the the, the tree ant pull, kind of hoists you further in the air away from her. No, I really don't think that would be appropriate. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna huck the pouch at the princess. You're supposed to deliver it to her hand. That's the that's the that's what you were required to do. That's what that's what Ivory told you to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, It's fascinating, Peter. Your cat is invisible, but your hand is not. <laughs> okay. Are you throwing the pouch? All right. Okay, make it, make it. Oh, okay, all right. Um, ah, um, 
okay. It's like, all right, the princess says, well, I, I, I was saving this for the right time. I guess this is it. And she reaches up and grabs a cluster of berries from her hair and throws it at the tree end. Um, and the berries just go straight into her mouth and she immediately just seizes up and falls over. And says, she runs over and kind of pries you loose from the, from the, from the stiffened grip of the governess. It's like, I'm going to get in big trouble for that. Give me the present. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Just. <laughs> now, now you have to get out of here. If I find you back here, you'll be in big trouble. Okay. She tears it open, and inside is a cloak made of white feathers. And she immediately puts it on, transforms into a swan, and flies away. <laughs> so <laughs> so what are you going to do now Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. As you're coming out invisibly, you see coming from the southern area a knight in gleaming green armor with spikes sticking out all over the place. And he's, he's saying, Nandina! Nandina! What happened? And, and uh, I want you to make another stealth check as you go by him. Okay, you slip past him without him noticing, but he is headed for Nandina's chamber. Okay, so you run back out to the uh, to the uh, to the main uh, throne room area. Um, Sierra is sparring with uh, Rosie, and uh, Avaloki and uh, uh, Florin are 
holding back from talking to Lord Sequoia quite just yet, what are you going to do? Well, okay, we can we can certainly do that. Um, so let's let's say that you had you had uh, right. So um, actually, let's let's have let's have the beginning of that conversation there. So uh, Florin approaches Lord Sequoia. You have no idea of the mayhem that's going on elsewhere in the palace. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> so Lord Sequoia comes down on one knee. <laughs> so Lord Sequoia goes down on one knee, puts his elbow on his knee, and says, Yes. Um it's my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and me both. No, never a word of thanks. Lord Sequoia, good job repelling those ogres. Lord Sequoia, good job keeping the riffraff out. <sighs> Occasionally I'll get a bit of quiet time when someone's been given the second test, but uh, hasn't happened much. If only I were in a paid position, but no coin for Lord Sequoia. The, the only reward is a knowledge of a job well done. Well, no. Gold is not so much a thing in the Feywild. It's, it's, uh, it's almost all glamour and illusion anyways. When money isn't an issue, experience is... The, is the is the coin of the realm excitement pleasure rest whatever companionship
We haven't seen the Lady Sequoias in quite some time. We are rather long-lived out here. Uh, I'm told that in the prime material they have pollination, but such things are not accomplished in the Feywild very often. <laughs> yes. This giantess at the, at the storm throne tor. You may have seen her palace on the horizon when you arrived. Um, now that you think back, there was a kind of a, a on the horizon, you were looking for the pine trees, right? But there are other things on the horizon that you could have gone towards, and one of them was a hill with a storm cloud on top of it. Well, giantess, really, and just one. She's hmm, a bit tempestuous of, of uh, emotion, but... Uh, she and I get along well. Well, it's it's a conundrum. Uh, there are very few who would stand to wrestle against me in a straight-up match and have any chance at all. So, uh, quite frankly, quite frankly, I don't think the king actually wants anyone to woo the princess. Mm. Well, it's a matter of power dynamics. The more members of his court he has here, the greater his power. If anyone were to leave, that would diminish it, and he would be quite incensed. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> he nods. Yeah, he, he feels like he understands. You understand him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Nope. Mm. Well, yes, the second challenge is to stand vigil at the gates. Precisely. But, but, but here's the thing. How would we... How would it happen? Uh-huh. It would be, it would need the performance of the rosy person, it would need to be convincing. <laughs> oh no, the king would not be satisfied unless there's some mm, fisticuffs. That probably wouldn't satisfy anybody. And besides, the last time I went dancing, several trees fell over. <laughs> no, it, it will really need to be a, a some kind of... <laughs> I'm not saying that I would be adverse to the idea, but as I said, Rosie's performance would need to be convincing. Yes. Um, of course. Uh, that would have probably help. Uh, but... Hmm... Mm.
depends on the spell, but uh, transformations and shapeshifting happens all the time around here, so that's not a, that's that probably wouldn't attract a lot of attention. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, zero. <laughs> that's right, that's right. They can't be there, yes. <laughs> Turn her into a germ that causes a plague. <laughs> Dutch elm disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, try to turn into a Triosaurus Rex and you get one about that big. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't, you know, you you were you were Yeah. Yeah. Um, who are you asking? Oh, okay. 
Um, make a um, make a make a some kind of skill check. What do you think would be appropriate? Um, history, yeah, history. Make a history check. Um, using the environment is considered, you know, like think of okay, like pro wrestling, right? Pulling a 38 out of your shorts is definitely out of the question. But grabbing a steel chair is part of the game. Hmm. Um, so you're kind of looking around for greenery that is, that is like currently idle because right now there's like, yeah, um, like I, like I described, there are these massive redwood trees that form like the spires of this palace. And there are areas of juniper and yew and, and, and holly that form the walls in between them. But they're all like part of the structure of the place and messing with those probably is going to be a problem. But you can see through the eastern doorway, there's a garden. And that's less, less, less so. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Aha. Ha. Okay. Right. Yep. 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 That that that's that's a uh, that's a reasonable even uh, you you. But but yeah, you can you could you could make a, a pretty big net with a fabricate spell, using the available. Uh... Yeah, yeah, and in fact, you wouldn't even need to go use the garden. You could step outside and find enough greenery to do that. Um, now that's not to say that the, a net that you could fit inside a ten foot cube would. In, in reality, restrain a creature the size and strength of Lord Sequoia, but it could... Yeah, 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 that, 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 or, or a lasso or something like that, yeah. That, that's, um, that's, depending on how it was engaged, probably, probably would, uh, That's a little more, that's, that's a little beyond what a fabricate can do. Right. So that would require, you know, you know, expertise with tinkers tools or, or, or carpenters or something like that. Yeah.
Right. Yes. Okay. I, I think that is, uh, is a reasonable thing to do with a fabricate spell. And as you're having that conversation, a swan flies through the through the court, and and flies out of the east wing and out the front doors, and uh, and Count Live Oak uh, looks up, nods, and uh, goes back to keeping track of time. Uh, Lord Sequoia. Uh, looks down at the rest of you, gives you a big wink, and nods. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, uh, Malgalad, this is about this time that you come out of the uh, the East Wing, having been uh, been stunned for a moment by the events, and then having to sneak past the uh, the green spiky knight, and here you are, un invisible under your own under your own power. Now, uh, these conversations are going on. What are you doing? Okay, okay, make a stealth check and Avaloki make a perception check. The stealth check is with it with a with advantage. Mm -hmm. And Mogalad? What'd you get? <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> so you get, so. so Avaloki definitely spots the, Avaloki spots the the disturbance in the pine needles crossing the crossing the room and back to where, out where Something darkens the sky, and the in a swirl of leaves, Lord uh, King Laurel is back in his throne. 
and she's and he and then he stands up out of it and stalks forward said says where have you taken the princess nandina And 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 uh, and Count Live Oak says, "Your Majesty, they have not absconded with the Princess Nandina. They are all right here." And Lord Sequoia says, "I saw a swan fly out," and and uh, and King Laurels. A swan! Don't you idiots know what happened? That was the swan maze! They've taken her! I've seen no swan maze, Your Highness. Your Majesty, there's only been these visitors. And I have not seen them leave. And... Uh, and he and he's well given that there's no princess here to woo then your suit is not wanted be gone from my court Okay. Okay. Are you are you asking who are you asking? Rosie is going. Rosie is giving you the cutthroat <laughs> so so you 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 head out of the palace the uh, Lord Sequoia closes the doors behind you and uh, and uh, and uh... <laughs> 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 oh my god okay <laughs> and uh and you head out with Rosie of the common of the of the carved wood uh scrambling along with you um and uh and uh and you are out you reach the outside of the court of the evergreen court without further consequences <laughs> lord sequoia kneels down says we have known that the princess nandina was very unhappy here for a long time and it was only the king's selfishness that kept her here thank you for giving her escape but don't ever come back
Uh, I don't think you're in a position to do much for me at this point. <laughs> but on behalf of the Princess Nandina, uh, you have my thanks. Good, safe travels to you. And if you should happen to stop by Stormthrone Tor on your way back to wherever it is you came from, uh, give Aeonir my regards. You know something? I'm good. I'm just fine. I kind of didn't want to get near his acorns anyways. I'd want to be as far away from him as possible. <laughs> Having being in another plane sounds like a really good idea. Uh, Elysium is with you. Um, she's been uh, she's been uh, staying close. She says, "No, that was very exciting, and I have to admit, I have to admit that I came here. At I was sent to help you by the Princess Nandina herself. So." I, neither did I, but um, uh, evidently this isn't the first time they've tried something like that. So um, they were on their guard. Uh, um, evidently the Swan Maze have been trying to get their wings on Princess Nandina for some time. Well, no, because... Well, she wants adventure and excitement and uh, something beyond being married to some fairy lord, and uh, and the, the swan maze are all about that. So, so I I was sent to uh, basically just hang out at their pond and look for the kind of messengers that uh, the swan may tend to send. <laughs> so I don't think that would be out of the question uh, I don't have a princess to serve anymore so oh to well 
Hmm. You know, my folk don't do particularly well in storms. It's, uh... It's, it's... Oh, no, it's not the, it's not the length of the journey that's the problem. It's the wind. I, I mean, just look, and... Well, I guess you can't with all the trees, but, um... Yes, it's it's quite a quite stormy over there, and uh, flying creatures don't do well. You, I could lead you to the edge of her domain. <laughs> so she leads you through the woods and gradually the wind picks up and the skies grow cloudier and darker and you hear thunder in the distance and after a while she's holding on to Avaloki's shoulder as the wind just whiffs past you and she says, this is the furthest I can go. Follow the trail up ahead and just keep going upslope and you'll get there. Good luck! And the wind just tosses her through the trees. Yeah, woof. Yeah, gone. It is, it is that, it is that, that little spatters of rain and really heavy duty winds and very dark clouds and thunder in the distance of a storm is coming. It just hasn't quite arrived yet. That, that, that kind of weather. <laughs> All right, so as you get closer, as you get closer, I want you to make either survival, athletics, or um, dexterity saving throws to, to keep on your feet as you move through the woods towards this, uh, towards this, this hill. Okay, you get tossed about. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to want to don't want to don't want to have a challenger for that throne. Um, okay. 
Okay, and uh, Amalgalad. Okay, uh, Christiana Avaloki gets thrown against a tree for seven bludgeoning damage. Uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and Rosie also needs to make a check. Okay. Yeah, um, if, if, if you are holding on to her, then you, the result of your save will also affect her. So, yeah. Right. Anyways, um, Malgalad also takes seven points of bludgeoning damage from being knocked down and dragged along the ground by the, by the, uh, by the wind. Um, uh, lightning strikes a tree nearby you, sending showers of splinters, splinters of wood all over you. Everyone make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Okay. Six piercing damage for Avaloki. Three for Florin. Uh, Peter, 22. Uh, three piercing damage for you and... Uh, and and um, uh, uh, and uh, Rosie and Mogalad, dexterity saving throw. Mm -hmm. Three three piercing. Okay. Uh, Solo, what was it? What was the result of Mogalad? Mal hold on, hold on. What was the result of Mogalad? Nine. Okay, yes. Uh, six, uh, six piercing damage for Mogalad. And you reach the edge of... the. You pass through this belt of wind and you reach a uh, hilltop. The rocky um, uh, surface is just wind-blasted. There's one scraggly pine tree holding on and you can see that it's it's pushed off sideways by the wind um it's grown that way uh there's uh lichen and moss on the rocks and, and patches of grass here and there but otherwise the rocks are just scoured clean by the wind and at the very top is a throne of stone and crystal uh that looks like it was pushed up out of the earth rather than built um, and there's no one there, and the sound of the wind is deafening. What are you doing? Nope, you just kind of came out of the woods, and you're, the, the wind is, has died down some. You're no longer being quite as buffeted by it as you were in the trees, but it's, uh, so you've come like into the, to the eye of a hurricane, um, and all around you there is just this swirling Mass of thunderclouds. Aeonir. The wind howls deeper and the clouds all swirl inwards coalescing in a tighter and tighter and more violent mass around the, uh, around the throne. And then whoosh, there's a woman, a 
storm giant, 30 feet tall, sitting in the chair. And she says, that asshole. Yes, kind words. Ah. Uh -huh. All right. Thank you for your missive. His. The princess, the princess Nandina has gotten away from the evergreen court. <laughs> Florin. <laughs> That's quite the quite the event. Um hmm. Because the information I had was that Lord Sequoia was needed to guard the palace against kidnappers and other troublemakers coming to spirit Princess Nandina away. I see. I see. Well, she says, I suppose if the mountain cannot come to the hill, then the hill will go to the mountain. I thank you for, <laughs> I thank you for your service. And she rears back and a lightning bolt appears in her hands and she flings it down at you. <clears throat> Five metal javelins land in the ground at your feet. They crackle with electricity. There are five javelins of lightning. And she <clears throat> turns back into a storm cloud and <clears throat> flies away. <laughs> and a missile weapon, no less, because you've been getting melee weapons left and right. <laughs> It's a homebrew race, yeah. They they are to, they are Laminia are to Minotaurs as half elves are to humans. So, they're they are and they basically are antelope headed people. And some of them have those those long curved horns, and some of them have those long twisty horns. And some of them have just little prongs, but yes, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the typical adventurer's golf clubs, a golf bag full of weapons. So, yes. <laughs> they they are javelins of lightnings direct out of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything along the path has a saving throw for the lightning. The target gets hit with the javelin, and you get a ranged attack roll against the target. And then, and if, the, if it's hit, it takes the javelin damage plus the lightning damage. So there is a two-hit roll, but there's also a saving throw for, yeah. That's correct. It is no that that thrown weapons are work that way, yes. <clears throat> yeah, you can you can you can do either. Right. she she picks it up and like ooh this is a lot better than my thorns (laughs) okay yeah. <laughs> um, well, considering it's a one-use uh, one-use item, she, she, she. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, once per day. Yes, yes. And you can still use as a ja- as a as a uh, as a magic weapon. Yes, as a regular. Well, you can use a javelin as a hand weapon as well. So. Yeah, yeah. 
The storm's, the storm's cleared up. She was the storm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you transform into giant eagles and fly back to the pond and return to the prime material plane. And and ivory is waiting for you on the material plane side of the pond. And as you come out of the water, she says, "Well, did you do it?" Uh, uh, well, she hasn't shown up here yet. Yes, well, that's what happens when you use a swan make cloak. Well, I'm... Congratulations. Thank you very much. That was, you, you performed well. Um, I uh, had hoped that uh, the Princess Nandina would come here, but uh, perhaps she decided to go on her own adventure first. Oh yes, the, the Swanmay Pond is just as findable as anything else in the Fae, especially if you can fly. Uh, probably. But no more than she can handle, I think. I mean, she's a princess. Yes, and you did so marvelously. Um, yes, and she plucks a feather from her cloak and hands it to Malgalad and says, throw this feather in the air and call my name and I shall be summoned. Mm-hmm. No, she'll be fine. She really will. And she'll find her way to us sooner or later. Time is funny in the Feywild. <laughs> you did not, you did not. Um, everybody make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, it is. It is just. It is just sunset on the day that you left. <laughs> right, but but you've you've also got business in the in the uh, in the uh, in the in the offing. Oh, you know I will. <laughs> mm. You were asking me to be polite about it. Yes, I will ask if I if anything comes along that you would be well suited to handle. <laughs> uh, no, she's well, she turns into a swan and goes and, and flies over to her bond and starts paddling about. <laughs> she was, she was, she was like, she seemed, well, okay. Uh, make an insight check. Because these things are difficult to turn. No, no, no. No. <laughs> she, she certainly presented the appearance of someone who was somewhat immature. Yeah. Um, she was... Okay, let's put it this way. She knocked a treant on her ass with one attack.
<laughs> so so you're having this conversation as you're walking back to Sirla's Keep and you come out of the forest at Sirla's Keep it's the sun is setting the sky is turning from the oranges and yellows of dusk to the black of a sky in the wilderness festooned with stars and at the end of the dock is a ship and hanging from the mast visible in the very last rays of sunlight is the red flag of the Crimson Fleet and we'll pick up there next time.